Welcome to the Live to Shoot Podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 14 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as we might throw in a sports story, or something going on in the uh, current day political environment, or just something going on in my life. So, welcome, 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 everybody. I am so glad uh, to be here. It is Friday, man. We have a long weekend. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I encourage everybody to take a moment and think about all those people that have served and lost their lives given the ultimate price uh, for our freedom. It is, we are the greatest country in the world, and that is based on a lot of blood that has been shed, and we need to remember those. And if, if you've got a national cemetery in your area, and you've never visited it, go there on Memorial Day. It, it, they usually have a ceremony of sorts, and it, but it's just moving to walk through it. We have one here in Dallas, and we've been there a few times. And obviously, we went to Arlington National Cemetery when we were in D.C. a few years ago. And it's just amazing to see and, and give thanks to, to those that have, have given their lives uh, for us. But So enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. And again, though, remember why we're, we do have Monday off. It's not to barbecue. So this has uh, been a, a busy week, a lot going on in the in the world. In my life, the exciting thing also is that I ordered a Tesla yesterday. This will be my wife's car. We're just getting the little Model 3. And by far, you know, this may be the nicest car we've ever purchased. I am not a car person and never really spent a lot of money on cars, but I've been wanting a Tesla. And so we have purchased one. We've got, it's going to be three to 13 weeks, it says, before we get it delivered. There's, uh, you know, everybody knows there's part, part shortages, chips are short because of delays in Taiwan. And so, but we will be getting one hopefully here in the next uh, few months. And so that will be exciting and I will be giving you all an update on how that goes. But in the world of politics and news, it has also been a crazy week. A couple of things. We have a new red flag law, national red flag, red flag law, that's harder to say, that has been submitted into the House that also goes along with the one that Marco Rubio submitted in the Senate. I will probably be talking more about red flag laws in that uh, legislation next week, so I'm not going to get into that right now. We have the the confirmation hearings going on for the new ATF director, and we've got him saying crazy things like he wants to ban AR-15s, but then when asked to define an assault weapon, he couldn't do it. And just as a reminder, he has been a national uh, gun grabber a gun control advocate for the last several years, and we're putting him in charge of the ATF, or attempting to. So, but on the good news side, Texas passed constitutional carry, and that's really what I want to talk about uh, today. Now, I know I've got a lot of listeners across the country, even in the, across the world, and sometimes I get a little Texas-centric here because I'm in Texas. But just bear with me, because as Texas goes, so can the country. And now Texas isn't on the on the leading edge of of constitutional carry. They are actually behind. But it is a um, big step forward for our Second Amendment rights that a state like Texas is now getting on board with constitutional carry. So what does constitutional carry mean? Well, so in this beginning, September 1, 
Anyone who's over 21 can legally possess a firearm concealed or openly in non-prohibitive public places without a license. Now, there are some exceptions. Those who have been convicted of certain misdemeanors in the previous five years will not be able to carry handguns outside of their property or vehicle. These misdemeanors are things like assault, causing bodily injury, deadly conduct, terrorist threats, disorderly conduct with a firearm, and things like that. And there are also, you know, the, the typical places that you cannot openly are, are permitless carry, schools, polling places, and these are mostly the same as, as with license to carry. We'll talk a little bit about some of the differences. Courts or offices utilized by the court, racetracks, airports, past security, bars that make 51% or more of their income from the sale of alcohol, sporting events, high school, college, or professional, correctional facilities, civil commitment facilities, hospitals, nursing homes, mental hospitals, amusement parks, 75 plus acres in large counties and open at least 120 days a year. I'm not sure I'll have to dig into it, but I believe that language is put in there to exclude the uh, Texas State Fair because you can get licensed to carry currently at in the Texas State at the Texas State Fair and then governmental open meetings if notice is provided. Now, they had wanted to put a savings clause in there that said that the that if you carried into some prohibited place but left as soon as you were given notice that you could not be penalized, that you wouldn't be prosecuted. That was uh, stripped out, but it does include a defense to the prosecution if you carry in one of the places when no sign was posted that in, was posted that there's no signage of posting that informing you that carriage prohibited. There is some defense for that. Other prohibited permitless carry is, you know, obviously carrying while you're intoxicated. You should never uh, do that anyway. You shouldn't operate a firearm while you're intoxicated unless it's just an absolute emergency. Campus carry. Handgun carry down the lower Colorado River Authority. Private businesses will be able to prohibit be able to post a what is now going to be a 30.05, the 30.5. So currently in Texas, if they post a 30.6, means you can't carry concealed. If they post a 30.7, you can't carry openly with license. So typically here you'll see somebody that'll either have a 30.6 and a 30.7, or maybe just a 30.7 saying you can't open, but you could uh, carry uh, concealed and federal property. You cannot carry on federal property. Now, there is a protection for foster parents can legally possess firearms carry while transporting their foster children in a vehicle. Now, the, the, the new constitutional carry does increase the penalties for illegally possessing a firearm. And this is one of the things that always stressed is that the way we need to start pursuing some of this, this, these quote unquote gun control common sense is let's up the penalty for people when they do break the law. Those are the people that we're trying to get to. So currently, if, if you've been convicted of a felony and you're currently caught possessing a firearm, it's a third degree felony. Now it's going to be a second degree felony with a minimum five year sentence. If you've got a class A misdemeanor for family violence, violence it was Previously, it would be a Class A misdemeanor. Now it's a third-degree felony. And those subject to one of the following orders, a family a family violence protective order, magistration's order for emergency protection, marriage dissolution suit protective order, or family violence protective order from another state, was a Class A misdemeanor. Now it's a, a third-degree felony. Another thing they did was that if you'd been convicted before September 21 of unlawfully carrying a, a handgun, that's going to be expunged from your record. So if you've done that in the past, 
you will be still be able to, to carry. It does allow police officers, though, to disarm somebody who is for their, their safety and dis- discharging their duties that is that is carrying permitless until they can, you know, dis- dis- determine, you know, what the situation is around that that person. So it's exciting. Now, one of the questions I keep I've gotten is is do, now do I need a license to carry? And what's the benefit of having a license to carry now? And, you know, there's a, there's still some benefits to that. So, one of the benefits is that reciprocity. So, you can if you have a license to carry and you go into another state, you can still carry in that state. There's reciprocity between Texas and that other state and Texas has reciprocity with most states now. You can't do that in if with just permitless carry. Buying a gun's easier. As an FFL, I know that. You get the license to carry, you come in here, you just do the 4473, no background check and off you go. Even people that are don't have any issues. Sometimes they get delayed. You've got to wait about three days to pick it up. And I'm speaking just specifically for Texas, but it still does make the gun purchasing easier. And, you know, obviously just getting the training and education around the license to carry and understanding what the laws are is, is important. And there are a couple provisions that, as I said, the other previ- the other previously prohibited places like campus carry is still prohibited as permanentless. But you can conceal, um, carry conceal on handgun campuses in, in, in Texas. So if you've got a license carry, you can carry on, on campuses, just not without permitless. I mentioned that you can't unless carry on the lower Colorado River Authority. License to carry holders can. And, you know, you might see private businesses. They may just post the 30.05 sign that says you can't, permitless carry can't come in here, but that would not eliminate license to carry holders to, to carry in that. So you still have some, um, significant benefits. And I encourage everybody, the more license to carry holders we get out there, the stronger our, um, movement gets in terms of supporting the Second Amendment and showing uh, people that we that we have a strong desire to execute, exercise, I'm sorry, our Second Amendment rights. So that's a little bit of good news in, in terms of constitutional carry in the state of Texas, and that it's finally gotten passed, and we cut it close, but we did get it passed. So I said, Probably next week, I might be talking a little bit more about red flag laws because we've mentioned that the Biden administration, as one of their their executive orders, was to get uh, model legislation for red flag laws. We've already had we've had another one submitted for a national red flag law, and so uh, we'll, that looks like it's picking up steam again. And if you have not gone out and commented on the definition of the receiver and the ghost gun rulings on the Federal Register, go out there get that done. We've got probably about. 70 more days to get comments out there. So thank you for listening. Again, like I said, always, you know, like this podcast, comment on it, send me your comments, share it with people. We need to get the word out. We need to continue to spread the word about the Second Amendment and get our voices heard. Thanks and have a great Memorial Day weekend. Be safe.